Welcome to another episode of the School of Purpose podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping emerging purpose-driven leaders and entrepreneurs who are seeking motivation, inspiration, and principles for success for their life, their business, and their career. Now let the class begin. Good day and welcome to another episode of the School of Purpose podcast. This is Markeith Braden, a.k.a. Your Purpose Professor, lifestyle entrepreneur, inspirational speaker, and life coach to the purpose-driven individual. Thank you for joining me again this week. I'm always excited to have you listen, to have you participate, and just to have you be someone who supports the School of Purpose podcast. Each and every week, I just put a smile on my face because I am doing what I love, doing what I'm purposed to do, and doing that in which I'm excited to do each and every week. Well, this week, I have a guest that I interviewed to share with you how she was able to take the leap from employee to entree. This young lady is very inspiring, someone who reached out to me to do a podcast interview about her business, which is a virtual assistance business, and she has done very well for herself over the last couple of years. I am interviewing today Miss Evans, Miss Sandy Evans, the CEO of Carter Evans Services. Carter Evans Services is a business consulting company providing virtual consulting, administrative, and mobile notary services. Established in 2012, Carter Evans Services began as a freelance paralegal and virtual assistant company established by the owner and COO, Sandy Evans. Ms. Evans is a Morgan State University graduate who possesses over 15 years of experience in administrative, management, and paralegal industries. Specifically, Ms. Evans has managed multiple public and private housing developments, overseeing all administrative and marketing tasks. Additionally, she spent seven years as a paralegal and bankruptcy manager, working both creditor and debt bankruptcies for two national law firms. Since launching her business, Carter Evans Services, Ms. Evans has assisted clients with project management, business startups, preparation of legal documents, and marketing. By assessing the needs of businesses and implementing new procedures, streamlining processes, CES increases productivity and decreases expense. And CES stands for Carter Evans Services. And so I hope that you enjoy this interview. I hope that you get some great value from Miss Evans and how she made the transition from employee to entrepreneur, how she took her gifts, her skills, and her talents to make them work for her. Sit back, relax, take some notes, and enjoy this interview that I had with Miss Sandy Evans, CEO of Carter Evans services. Sandy Evans, thank you for joining me today for the School of Purpose podcast. I'm always excited to have guests on the podcast. You know, it just makes the podcast more interesting and 
it gets me outside of my comfort zone. Instead of doing solo shows, I have an opportunity to interview someone who is interesting and who's really doing work that I believe uh, would be be beneficial to those who are listening to the podcast. So thank you for joining me today. Thank you for the invitation. I appreciate it. You're so welcome. Well, Sandy, why don't you give us some background information on you as well as talk a little bit about your company and how you got started? Um, well, my company is Carter Evans Services. We're a virtual assistant um, company and We basically offer consulting um, and training and virtual assistant services to solopreneurs, um, entrepreneurs, small businesses who are trying to wear all of the hats of their business, um, aren't quite ready to handle hiring um, employees or just don't want to handle um, employees because it's a lot, of course, that comes with that. So we provide an alternative solution um, to trying to do it all and letting something slip through the cracks. Um, I got started actually in 2012 uh, part time uh, because I was a paralegal for um, several years in the real estate business. And um, specifically, we were doing like foreclosures and bankruptcies and things like that. And with that, when people know what you do, then they start just asking you questions. It's like, oh, well, how do you do this? Or can you file this for me? I can't afford an attorney. And it started out with me just preparing like bankruptcy petitions for friends and family. And um, before I knew it, you know, two or three petitions turned into them referring me to other people. And it's like, oh, well, can you do divorce petitions and can you do name changes? And it just grew. But I still stayed with the law firm um, right up until last year because I was in that direct deposit complacency. And I was like, well, you know, if things slow down, I still have this paycheck. Yes. Um, to fall back on. So I, um, that's how I, I got started was just doing things for friends and family. And the more that I did and the more that I was referred, the more people asked questions of, well, do you do social media or can you do uh, calls or, or calendar management? And I'm like, well, this is all stuff that I've been doing for years Um, you know, building other people's businesses and building their brands and helping them, you know, inevitably be become rich with with uh, a multi-state law firm, because I originally started out working at the law firm that I was at. We we were a small law firm in Baltimore, Maryland, where I'm from. And within two years uh, that I was there, we'd expanded into nine states. And, you know, I got, you know, my little couple of coins and my little raises and bonuses. But at the end of the day, it was nothing in comparison to what the partners were making. I'm like, well, what? why am I building your business when I could be doing it for myself? What an awesome testimony. You know, you started talking about this idea of solopreneurship and entrepreneurs and small business. One of the staple questions that I always ask every guest on the show is how do you define purpose and what does it mean to you to succeed and lead on purpose? And when you were mentioning those 
ideas of solopreneurship and entrepreneurship and a small business. It prompted me to think that, you know, many of us have ability and skill to be able to really establish something for ourselves and do our own thing. But we don't necessarily know how to. And so tell me a little bit about, you know, what does purpose mean to you? And what does it mean now as an entrepreneur full time to lead and succeed on purpose? Purpose for me is walking in the path that God created so that I can be my best self Mm -hmm. um, and be all that he's created me to be. Um, So for me, for for a long time, I wasn't really sure what that purpose was. Um, I knew what I was good at. You know, I knew what I liked doing. But as far as if you were to ask me, well, what is your purpose in life? I I don't know. (laughs) You know, my 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 mom told me to go to school and get a degree and get a good job, you know, get a good government job if you could. But I didn't know what my purpose was. And I had to reflect um, and just start to study myself and my Bible to find out what it actually was um, to walk in your purpose. And, And for me, like I said, that is working, walking in what God has created me to be, to be my best self um, for myself and to serve others and for my children. Awesome. Awesome. So when you think about moving from being a paralegal into owning this virtual assistant business, you said that it had gotten to the point or that you had kept your job up until you said this year or last year? Last year. Up until last year, because you have become comfortable with the automatic deposit. Yes. Yes. Um, Talk to us a little bit about how do we get to the point of making that transition from employee to entrepreneur? It's a mindset more than anything, because entrepreneurship is hard. Everybody likes that word. I'm an entrepreneur. I'm a boss. You know, I I don't answer to anybody, but it's it's literally like almost a 24 seven thing. And it's scary. And um, truthfully speaking, I was afraid to step out into that fully, even though I knew that I could do it, even though I knew that I was um, bringing in enough clients and and marketing myself enough to do it. I kept pushing the date back and I said I I would set a date and I say, okay, well, in six months and then six months came. Well, I need a little bit more in my savings account in three months and time just passed. And truthfully speaking, God pushed me out of the nest because um, I was so uncomfortable in my job and miserable. Like I enjoyed the work that I did, but I did not enjoy going to work every day. Mm. And um, that reflected, I believe, greatly um, within myself and my attitude and my behavior and everything. And God was like, you know, I've been telling you to do this and I've been telling you. And so I ended up getting fired, believe it or not. Wow. Um, some, I ended up getting fired from my job. Um, nothing that 
I did uh, necessarily wrong, but somebody else that they wanted to bring in that they felt, you know, was a better fit for the position. And I looked and I was like, well, what do you mean? I'm, I'm, I'm fired. Like that's, that's it. And I thought about it for about 30 seconds because I didn't get upset. I didn't get mad. You know, it was, it was no big thing when I, by the time I had walked to my car, it was just like, okay, let's get to work. And literally, um, two days later, I had a major client that, um, I brought in on a contract that pretty much was paying me what I was already making um, from my job. So so it it took a push for me, but uh, it it shouldn't take a push for everybody because the the point is that either you're going to walk in your purpose that he set for you or you're going to be pushed into it one way or another, but you got to get there. And what's interesting about your story is that there were clues along the way that you could be successful in doing this. But it was just the fear of the unknown, the fear of not having that automatic deposit each and every other week. But yet the clues were there and the the skill was there and people recognize the skill. And they needed your help. And that was that's always one of the things that many of us don't necessarily pay attention to is who's asking you to do things, Mm -hmm. you know, and what are they asking you to do? And do they consider it to be a valuable skill or a valuable task that you're doing that they're willing to pay for it? Yes. And, and you absolutely. had all of those things in place along the way. And so that is really good. And so what would you say to that person who, like you, was unfulfilled, didn't look forward to going to the job uh, every day, but yet they're not really sure, how do I make that transition? How do I take that leap? How do I begin to plan and strategize my next steps so that I could be doing work that I love and am truly passionate about? I would say definitely um, once you find your purpose, make a plan and stick to it because Mm -hmm. that was my issue. I didn't stick to the plan. I kept procrastinating. Mm -hmm. Um, So you have to walk in that fear and walk through that fear, no matter how uncomfortable It may be, um, you know, when you found your purpose and you found what it is that you really want to do. So it comes down to setting your mind that you can do it um, and having a great support system um, and like minded people that are going to support you within that and not let anybody tell you, oh, that is crazy. You know, that 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 doesn't make any sense. Don't you leave that job? You know, you're getting that, that paycheck every two weeks. You're getting those bonuses. Don't let anybody deter you. Uh, make a plan, uh, make an exit strategy. Don't just jump out, but make an exit strategy and stick to that plan. So like you, I was not necessarily fired, but I was laid off my job. And similarly, walking to my car, I had a piece that, you know, there's so many things that I could do. 
Uh, there are so many things that I could do to replace this time that I have now to be able to create. And so how important is it for us to get into the practice of creating instead of always consuming or always waiting on someone to provide for us when we could create for ourselves? Um, Creating for yourself is the main part of entrepreneurship. And that's the beauty of it, because it allows you to do things the way that you want to do them. You know, you're not confined to the rules and regulations of someone else's business. And that's the awesome part of being an entrepreneur. You know, you have to find your niche and 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 your place uh, within whatever industry it is that you want to do, because nobody can do what you do the way that you do it. So the creative piece is key because it, it lets you shine um, and and being a being an entrepreneur and being within a business or operating a business, you have to have that component that sets you apart from the rest so that people can see that, yes, this is her business or this is his business and this is what they love to do. Like the creativity shows and and gives you that passion for whatever it is. Wow. Creativity. Giving you the passion to do whatever it is that you feel like you're called to do or purpose to do. Well, let's focus a little bit on the business that you have created. I know that you had shared with me that you do some subcontract work because your business has begun to grow and there's more work um, than you can do yourself. How did it feel to get to the point where you could subcontract out some of your services once the business began to take off and begin to grow and, and you begin to have more work than you could do personally? Oh my goodness. It was so awesome. It's like the best feeling and it's a twofold thing because not only do I know that my business is growing and that I'm setting um, an example for my children and leaving my mark um, so that they can see what it is that mom does because I have uh three children and my, my middle one is 10 and she is looking at that I'm, I'm on my way to or every appointment that I go to, she want to roll. Like she, she's ready to go and, and she will do a pitch like that because she sees me do it on a regular basis. And that is what drives me a lot. Um, so it was awesome to be able to get to that point and also be able to hire subcontractors that are just starting out and that are building their business as well. Um, so not only do I get to build my business and service my clients and, and provide something for them that they need, but I can also uh, provide a service for my subcontractors and making sure that they have work so that they can grow their business and, and leave something, you know, to show their purpose as well. Good. So what are some of those services that you're able to provide to your clients? We do a little bit of everything at this point. Um, like I said, it started out with just uh, paralegal work with me um, preparing legal documents, but we expanded into social media management. We do email marketing. Um, I have uh, web design services that we're offering right now. Um, 
just administrative bookkeeping. So pretty much anything that you could think of that it takes to run a business, um, we do it. And we not only do we offer the service, but we also provide training. So if you have a business and you have, you know, a couple of employees or some interns or whatever the case may be, um, we train them on certain software programs so that they can uh, assist with the business as well. Good. Now, there may be some who are listening who have already taken the leap, who are already in their small business or pursuing entrepreneurship. How do I know when it's time for me to get a virtual assistant, to get some help with my business instead of me being that solopreneur and doing everything in the business? I'm of the belief you should never do anything solo. Um, You have to have at least one person that, you can um, collaborate with that will support you um, that you can barter with to some degree because you're going to drop the ball on something Um, and nobody can do everything all on their own and nobody can do everything that it takes to run a business on their own. Um, I tell a story when I first started my business and I started this, I said, well, I need a website. You know, nobody's going to take you seriously found a website, but I didn't want, you know, to do a cookie cutter website. I said, I can design this website all by myself. And I looked and I I had a a techie friend and her husband that have a web design company. And um, I asked her a couple of questions and I said, okay, I just bought this domain and I'm going to go ahead and set this website up. And she's like, okay, well, Who's your hosting through and uh, what theme did you pick? And she just starts rambling all these questions. And I'm like, er, uh, uh, I have no idea what you're talking about, but I'm going to figure it out. Because at that point, you know, you're on a shoestring budget and you're just going to do it all on yourself. Well, long story short, um, I think after about 20 hours of me putting into this website, I still did not have the website that I needed to bring in clients. And and I always say, well, what is your time worth? Mm. Because the time that I spent, the 20 hours at least that I spent designing this website, I could have been signing a client that would have brought me in two to three times that amount and just paid them $500 to do the website and it would have been done. So um, I always say, even if you you think you can't afford a virtual assistant, the beauty of it is that you're only paying for the service that you need. Mm. So you have to find out what is your time worth. And if you are on that shoestring budget, get yourself somebody that you can collaborate with that will support you and that you can at least exchange some sort of service with. So the idea is to help entrepreneurs, small business owners to stop working in in their business so much and start working more on their business. Exactly. If it don't make dollars, it don't make sense. So whatever you're doing that is not bringing in revenue, you probably should be delegating that. If it doesn't make dollars, it doesn't make sense. That's good. That's good. So one of the questions I'd like to ask is, when speaking to that person who is ready to make 
the shift, ready to take the leap, ready to move into their destiny of entrepreneurship. What would you say are the top three things that they should do or consider before taking the leap? Do your research first. Whatever the business is, you need to research that industry, research that market and find out what is going on with that market and find out how you can set yourself apart um, in that market and in that industry. What are you going to contribute to it? Um, And then I would say to um, make sure that you do have a plan. because without one, you know what they say, you plan to fail, fail to plan. Uh, I can't even think of it now, but you, you, if you, you don't have plan, a plan, you, you plan to fail. You plan to fail. Yes. Yes. yes thank you. So um, make sure that you have a plan in place, a strategy of some sort, and then um, that you have some money set aside because it's hard. And until you land that one big client or until you have enough where you are actually um, in the black, because, you know, starting out in business, you have expenses, regardless as to what the business is. Thankfully, in my business, um, I didn't have a lot of upfront expenses, but I did have expenses. So you have to make sure that you have something in the bank that if that client doesn't come when you need them to, um, or when you think that you're going to be able to sign them, that you're still going to have lights, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you're still going to have a roof over your head because entrepreneurship is great, but it, it's not that fun, you know, if you're living in your car or eating noodles every day. I mean, the, the struggle is real. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So go through those three real quickly again. Um, have a plan. Have some money in the bank and do your research. Do your research, have a plan, and have some money in the bank. Awesome. Where would I go if I am ready to get a virtual assistant? How would I go about researching to find someone who's a good fit for my business? The first place that I would go is to Amazon.com because I just released my book today. Oh, whoop, congratulations. Whoop. Thank you. Real Bosses Delegate. It's on pre-order right now on Amazon.com. And that basically is the guide to finding the right virtual assistant for your business because there are lots of virtual assistants. There are lots of companies and a lot of ways to do it. Um, but There is someone for every business and you have to make sure that your VA is a partner in your business and that they're going to be able to support you to the capacity that you need. Um, So I definitely, of course, would recommend reading that book so that you can find those tools. But um, aside from that, um, absolutely jump on. There are um, a plethora of agencies that can help you in finding a virtual assistant. Um, And if you're ready for a virtual assistant, of course, then, you know, you can always find me on all social media at Carter Evans Services. (laughs) And I will get you if if I can't 
help you, then I can get you to someone that can provide you with the service that you need, because I am always of the belief that, um, number one, not every client is my client, um, but we also are not in a competition. So there's nobody that can do what I do the way that I do it and vice versa. There are some people that are just awesome. I work, like I said, with a phenomenal team of people, but I also know some awesome, awesome VAs that are doing their thing in the industry. And I refer people almost daily to, to those people for services that I know would be a great fit for them. Wow. That's really good that we are not in competition because there's nobody who can do what you do the way you do it. I like that. Well, we're going to get into sharing some resources, things that you believe are important for us to be more productive and to have a more successful business or just in general, have a more intentional, successful life. And so what's one online resource as a virtual assistant that has helped to enhance your productivity? Oh my goodness, it's so many, but I would say um, I think that my timekeeper, which is uh, Toggle, is one of my most valuable assets um, because initially I started out with it. It's um, a time tracker and billing software system. And I originally started out, of course, for my clients so that I could show them the time that it was taking me to complete assignments because they were purchasing services by the hour. But it also helped put me in a place where I could see exactly what it was that I was doing on a daily basis and managing my time effectively because I started tracking my own time, not just the time that I was spending um, doing client work, but time that I was spending doing my own bookkeeping or time that I was spending doing social media or whatever other administrative tasks that I had to do. I actually started clocking that time so I could see where my day was going and what it is that I needed to delegate and um, where I was wasting time myself and going, hey, wait a minute. Now, at time responding to people and engaging or were you just scrolling through timelines, wasting time? So I, I think that that is probably one of my my favorites. Toggle is that resource. How you spell that? It is T-O-G-G-L, no E. T-O-G-G-L, Toggle, and it's a time management system to help yes, you it's track time. your time and keep um, keep track of how you're spending your time. Exactly. Um, it, it helps you to keep track of time. It helps you if you're um, billing clients, then it helps you keep track of, of that billing as well. Uh, creates some awesome reports with like two clicks. I can email a report of everything. Um, as far as billing and link it to an invoice and send it on out. Great. I know you mentioned your book already that just was released on today, but what's one book you recommend every emerging entrepreneur to read? Say Yes to Profits by Octavia Connor. Um, and that book right there is 
if you are emerging into a business, you need to read it first. Um, I read it in reverse. <laughs> it, it wasn't released when I started my business, but it has some fundamental tips on um, what it is that you need to be doing with your money um, as and, and how to price your services, how to make sure that your, your, your money funnels are tight because uh, entrepreneurship is great, but we are all in business at the end of the day to support ourselves and support our families, you know? So that is an awesome, awesome resource. It gives you front to back everything that you need and will help you map out a, a financial plan for the business. Say yes to profits. And who was the author again? Octavia Connor. Octavia Connor. Is there one conference that you would recommend for emerging entrepreneurs if there was only one conference to attend in 2017? What would be that conference? Hands down, Cheryl Woods Playtime is Over conference. Wow, okay. No doubt about it. We just left that conference um, earlier this month. And when I say it was phenomenal, life-changing, game-changing, like have you ready to get out there and and run in your purpose, that's the conference right there. Playtime is over, uh, hosted by Cheryl Woods. Awesome. Describe yourself and your business in one word. Resilient. <laughs> Resilient. Okay. Give us a brief explanation. It's peaks and valleys. Um, and I have learned um, through trial and error and no other option a lot of times to face those obstacles head on and regardless to anything, um, keep going and and persevere because it's what you have to do. Wow. If you could meet any entrepreneur, who would it be? This is going to sound crazy probably, but if I could meet any entrepreneur, I would want to meet 50 Cent. Like he is the ultimate mogul to me. Like he has his hand in everything and he in my opinion, is one of the most business savvy people like ever. What is your favorite aspect about being an entrepreneur? Spending time um, with my children, having the freedom to spend time with my children. And one of the reasons that um, I wanted to be an entrepreneur was because I did get tired of requesting time off or having to tell, you know, my children, no, I can't make it to your play or no, I can't make it to, you know, the, the mother son breakfast because mommy's got to be at work. Mm -hmm. Um, it, it, it turned into one of those things that made me not enjoy working because I was literally gone from seven in the morning until coming in the house at, you know, six thirty, seven at night, helping with homework and sitting in the bed. So we just didn't have that quality time. So I think that is one of my favorite things now is being able to actually um, pour into 
my children the way that I want to and still have the freedom to run my business and they can see me doing that. Time independence. I'll tell you, there's nothing that you can truly trade that's more valuable than your time. It is the greatest or the highest commodity that we have because once it's gone, it's gone. It's gone. We can get more money. We can get more of a lot of things, but we definitely can't get more time. So we're coming to the close of today's podcast that I am so thankful that you joined us today and you've given us some great insight on what it means to take the leap from employee to entrepreneurship. We talked a little bit about the discomfort that comes along with making that move. So what is one last final piece of advice you would give to somebody who had the feelings of being unfulfilled, who wants to spend more time with their children, who wants to be able to control more of their time, who has a desire to build a business that supports the lifestyle that they want to have. What's one last piece of parting advice you would give them? Find out what is stopping you, um, truly stopping you, not the money, you know, not, not the, the, the excuses, the, the peanut butter. Uh, as somebody once put it, because it doesn't matter what the excuse is. You can say peanut butter and it, it still means the exact same thing. It's insignificant. So find out exactly what it is that is stopping you and then kick it in the face and make a plan and keep going. Find out what's stopping you, kick it in the face, make a plan and keep going. Let the listening audience know how can they get in contact with you or how can they find you on social media or on the web? Um, my website is CarterEvansServices.com um, and you can find me on all social media uh, at Carter Evans Services. Carter Evans Services on all social media and it's CarterEvans.com. Is that correct? Website, Carter Evans Services. Carter, Carter well, I definitely want to thank you for joining me today. This was a great interview. I believe that there's somebody who's listening who has gotten to the point where they say to themselves, you know, there's more to life than what I'm doing. There's more to life than spending eight, nine, and 10 hours a day in this office. I know that I have the ability. I know that I can do it. And I just listened to a podcast that revealed to me some key principles of things that I can put in place so that I can find myself doing what I love. So, Sandy, thank you for joining me for the School of Purpose podcast. I am honored that you took the time out of your busy schedule to share with us and I wish you nothing but success as you continue to grow your business and make the impact that you're making for entrepreneurs and small business owners. So thank you and have a great rest of your day. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. And there you have it. A great interview with 
Sandy Evans. I'm so appreciative of her taking the time out to share with us. You know, I'm inspired to take the leap just a little bit higher. And I hope that you are inspired as well to take your leap because I know there's much more in store for you as the days continue to go by. We are at the end of 2016 and whatever goals, whatever dreams, whatever aspirations you've had this year and have not yet accomplished, you still can accomplish them and you still have time to make it happen. Once again, I thank you for joining me on today. Please Go to iTunes, go to iTunes and subscribe to the School of Purpose podcast. All you have to do is go into iTunes and type in the School of Purpose podcast and you will find an image there with my face right on there. And all you have to do is hit the subscribe button so that you will receive every brand new episode that I upload to iTunes. We are also in Stitcher. Also, we'll be soon in Google Play and also in a satellite radio very soon. I also want to ask you to rate the show in iTunes. I love getting ratings and I want to make sure that I'm providing valuable content and a podcast that you enjoy listening to each and every week. This has been another great episode, and I want to make sure that you have what you need to move your life, to move your career, and to move your business to the next level. And I'll leave you with this quote, one of my favorite quotes, which sparked my desire to start this podcast, and that is this. The greatest tragedy in life is life with no vision, life with no direction. But life's greatest failure is to be successful at the wrong assignment. You have an assignment. You have a purpose. And you have the responsibility to discover what that assignment and purpose is and to execute it to the fullest of your ability. Have a great week and I look forward to touching base with you right here on the School of Purpose podcast to share some insightful content so that you can move your life, your career, and your business to the next level. God bless you, and we will talk next week.